0: 94.7 Kumu Kokua, because Kumu Cares. This is where we bring in Hawaii's leaders and experts to talk about the issues you care about during COVID-19 and uh, get them to answer your questions. And it's Friday, so you know what that means. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does that mean? We welcome him back to the show. It's the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, it's our <laughs> Lieutenant Governor, Mr. Josh Green. Dr. Josh it's Green, myth. I'm sorry. It's,
2: no, hey, it's great to hear your guys' voices. I'm so glad you're you're, you're chipper for all three of us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we try. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor, there's some interesting things going on. We've got the reopenings happening here in Hawaii, but something is happening nationwide. And um, can you share some of the perspective with our listeners?
2: I can, for sure. Uh, so for perspective, uh, Hawaii continues to do very well. Even just from last week when we were together, we only have an extra, I think it's 12 cases in in seven days. So mm-hmm. Our curve is totally flat, and that puts us at extremely low risk, which is why we can open up our economy, at least the common economy here. But the mainland is having a different experience. They were all still seeing a surge, or many of their states are still seeing a surge and large increase in the number of COVID-positive patients, and they're opening up. So unfortunately for America, there's going to be not only a big surge of cases, but there will also be a large surge in fatalities, the number of fatalities doubled day over day yesterday and the number of cases which had increased 25,000 two days ago yesterday increased 53,000 oh no cases. so that's more than double it was 28,000 more than the day before and that that first of all is is something you know that we are sad to hear because we love our friends and family and and mm-hmm. mainland folks but in addition to that, it will have an impact on us because if a large surge proceeds over the month of May and, and June, it will make it more difficult for us to open up tourism
3: mm. safely.
2: So that's something I focus on quite a lot. So I know that people will tend to watch the whiteboard and, and focus on like how many increased cases we have just here in Hawaii and what the rate of recovery is, but I'm watching five or ten different things locally locally, nationally and even internationally because I'm I'm trying to look out two to three months and see what will be possible for us for our you know our tourism. Mm-hmm. So lots to lots to share and I do hope that the summer will burn some of COVID nineteen out on the mainland but I wanna know that we have a lot of safety measures in and a multi layered system for travelers. And I still maintain and this is being debated widely I still maintain that we're probably going to need to have people test within 72 hours of travel to Hawaii and test negative. Otherwise, it will be very unwieldy for us to keep the cases down.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Got it. Got it. Uh, you're not the only official I've heard talk about like having the virus, quote unquote, burn out during the summer. Is that is that yeah. a thing? Like, can you explain how that works?
2: Yes, I can. So historically, coronaviruses and Two of the classic ones were SARS and MERS. Those mm-hmm. were uh, coronaviruses that, that were dangerous and even more lethal than this one, but they only ended up having between like eight and 20,000 cases, I think. It's much smaller numbers, obviously, than the millions of cases that have occurred with COVID-19. When the summer hits, we just don't get colds and flus spread nearly as much. And it's a matter of people uh, not being in close quarters, which is good. You know, the further you're spread out, the socially distanced people are are more protected, and also the droplets dry up very quickly when you get to 85, 90, 95 degrees temperature. Mm-hmm. And so, I do expect that, that will help. Now, it's it's not guaranteed, but it it also suggests why we've been relatively protected here, and the fact that you can't you can't expect this virus to survive when droplets dry right away.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for clarifying that.
1: Lieutenant Governor, I was curious. You know, we, we talk about um, the U.S. mainland uh, having a surge in their cases. Uh, are they concentrated in a specific place? Are they kind of all over the place? Or has it been more so in the areas uh, that have opened up early?
2: That's right. Well, Georgia is now seeing a surge, for example, and they were one of the first to uh, throw caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. And... Places like New York, which had a gigantic caseload because their urban center is just so dense,
3: right? Mm -hmm.
2: People are all over each other. Uh, They are now seeing decreases in their caseloads, which is, you know, a blessing. So Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you have to do the right things, And I think what's going to happen is in the next week, you know, when we're back together again next Friday, we'll be able to look and see exactly how bad it was on the mainland. And hopefully, you know, the summer will burn things out and it won't be too bad. But if it is terrible, I think that there's going to be consensus that we can't bring tourism back as, as soon as one might like because yeah. we're just not going to allow ourselves to have a big surge like other states. It's mm-hmm.
3: not going to
0: happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, along those lines, you know, uh, uh, I was listening to one of the uh, press briefings by the president and, I, and and lieutenant governor. I wondered if you could just shed some light on something that he said. And uh, one yeah. of the things that he mentioned, he was saying, take a look at suicide. Suicides are up because of the economic pressure. Does this bear out in the data? Is that Actually, true.
2: I have not seen any data here uh, in the state. We did have a prominent story, which kind of melted our hearts, a couple days ago, where a person did jump to their death from, I think, the one of the overpasses at the highway. Uh, We've always had a high suicide rate as compared to the mainland, and that's mostly due, we believe, to isolation. And people can feel isolated at different times, and there is economic. Uh, there's an economic correlation in Mm -hmm. suicide, but it's very hard to know. You know, we're also, so we may have, we might be losing more people to suicide. I'll tell you, we're having a lot fewer car accidents, though. We're having a lot fewer drunk driving accidents.
0: (laughs) This is true. Um,
2: Yeah, so there's other issues. Uh, But on the flip side, let me tell you something that I've been worried about. I've been worried about um, people who are dear to me uh, but suffer with addiction, and alcoholism.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, those are two two of the same, right? So we finally got uh, tw- the twelve-step meetings opened again. So now people are allowed to do twelve-step meetings uh, in groups of ten or less, uh, and they should do their best to socially distance six feet and wear masks. But that's very important because I didn't want to see a large uh, surge in, um, you know, relapse, people becoming alcoholics actively again, and yeah. seeing mm-hmm. a distance spike. So. There's all sorts of consequences from crises, uh, but that's not unique to a crisis that's an infectious disease crisis. You see these things happen after hurricanes hit. You see it when there's big downturns in the economy. You see it after war. um, And you also will see some uh, PTSD after a circumstance Mm -hmm. like this because Mm -hmm. people are going to, they will have lost some loved ones. And it's very difficult to mourn when when. You lose someone, but you're still not allowed to go and socialize afterwards. So these are all the considerations that I'm making. And when we talk about accelerating things, the reason I finally was pushing a little harder to get things open is because it goes in stages. If you don't do stage one, you can't do stage two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of this stuff is going to be necessary for our our mental well-being. 94.7
3: Ninety-four-seven Kumu
0: Kokua because Kumu cares with Lieutenant Governor Josh Green giving us our weekly Aloha Friday update mm-hmm. on things. And uh, can you explain uh, for our listeners what happened this week with the whole thing about which counties open when? There was some confusion earlier this week. How did that happen? And how did that? Uh, how is it supposed to go?
2: Well, it's supposed to go just a little differently. Than
0: that. <laughs> a little bit, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, There's just what really happens is there's a lot of competing pressures to make decisions. And there's a lot of decisions to make every day. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of decisions, which may not make the news, but are relevant, ranging from, you know, of course, the big ones, which businesses can open to whether we're going to begin to have a conversation with this or that airline about what their strategy is long term. Business communities weighing in, giving their input. Meanwhile, several documents are all coming together at the same time. And then there's the legal reality, which is you have to, during a, a pandemic where the governor has, has taken a very large amount of additional authority, you have to vet it all legally. So all that's going on, and meanwhile, the regular pressures behind the scenes of of the people, our 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 constituents who we respect, are feeling the pressure because in this case we've had so few cases people are scratching their head and they're saying what the heck's going on when are you going to open up Mm -hmm. so that pressure tends to be uh, larger having gone through the process of being a state representative then a state senator and then near the near the top of the executive branch I I note how the pressures go on to the at the local level more and so the mayors get a lot of pressure because they're very close to their constituents and they get pressured positive and negative, and that mm-hmm. affects, for instance, uh, Mayor Caldwell. Um, but he tangled with the governor a little bit, uh, and it, <laughs> it sent a mixed message. And unfortunately for them, it confused people. Look, I'm just personally grateful I wasn't the one causing trouble, because <laughs> you know the most likely scenario is me making a uh, making trouble, because I'm a big mouth. But when they um, <laughs> when they tangle, people wonder because you know they're fairly close. I will say this, it's better to listen, no matter who it is, it's better to listen to uh, the top executive and then have everybody else uh, give added input because people deserve to have clarity. And that was the sad part, that there was not complete clarity and and that shouldn't happen because they, they do meet really often. The truth is they'll get better over time, just like everything gets better. Uh, take, for instance, the what is very frustrating, I know, for many people, which is the unemployment program mm-hmm. and, and the, the Department of Labor. Well, I've never seen anybody work harder than the Department of Labor director, but they had an antiquated system, because normally we didn't have many unemployed people in the state of Hawaii, and you could do it, you know, you could expedite things manually, and it was not that difficult, so it was not a priority. Mm-hmm. And then you drop a a a logistical problem unlike we've ever seen before. 250,000 people all at once doing one thing in Hawaii, which is try to file for unemployment. I mean, that is so far an outlier from anything we've ever done, any concert, any big event, and you have to do it all emergently. That's why it was challenging. Mm -hmm. And so they're learning, too. They're they're taking care of over 10,000 cases a day, and now they're down to just the the applications that had um, some challenges with them, whether there was questionable information or maybe a, num- a set of numbers that didn't match up, they have to still do it right. So I hope that we're doing better. I-, I know that a lot of people got help and a lot of people didn't yet. They will get help. It'll get backdated, so they'll get it eventually. Mm-hmm. That's why I-, I instead say everyone has to be a little understanding. The truth is that each of these guys is working pretty hard, mm-hmm. and each each iteration of this will be better. Uh, saddest part is we'll be really good the next time we have a pandemic but this one is right in front of us and so we have to take care of people now yeah Uh, and i i think that they will be more cognizant of of really coordinating what they do but i i don't think there should have been two dates i I think that once the governor says what what's what's allowed that should be it Mm. Um, unless of course some people have really strong objections but how could you object this There's almost no viral load right now at all, and it's not going to be any different in five days. So that was mostly drama.
1: So, um, Lieutenant Governor, uh, just out of curiosity, because we've got, uh, I keep seeing sort of two different sides of Hawaii with regards to this. you got people who are staying home, saying, okay, uh, they're telling us to stay home, we're just going to stay home. And then you got other people saying, oh, we can go beach, shoots. And I know that the truth is probably somewhere in the middle there. But as, as the person who is the lead on this stuff, what is your opinion? I mean, are, are we still supposed to be doing this staying in place thing? Because people are starting to, you know, we started to open up a little bit. So
2: Yes. Well, let me be very clear about the rules. And then I'll tell you what I believe will happen soon and what is fine. Mm-hmm. The absolute rule is this. You can go to beaches and the beach parks for exercise not for lounging Mm -hmm. so if you're going to exercise or you're heading into the water it's totally fine we are still trying to prevent large gatherings from occurring because that is where spread and risk is is significant so we are not to go to the beach and lounge and and just chill out yet period end of story that's the governor's order and that is that is you know that is consistent with what's being said and i hope people are very clear about it Mm -hmm. now Soon, soon, we will realize that it's much lower risk to go to the beach in family units with just your family who you're living with anyway, making sure there's at least 10 feet between other people. It's not as big a risk because the heat on the beach dries up droplets and you're with your family unit. Soon, that will be released in the next phase of things is my expectation. So please, everybody, just be a little bit more patient, a little longer, and And if you're going to go out and exercise, it's absolutely A-OK. The purpose of not having gatherings is because that's – if you're with someone for, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes and you're in close proximity and someone forgets their mask, that's how you're going to spread it. And we really don't want to slide backwards. Is that OK? Do you need any more clarity than that or is that mostly – what you need to yeah. understand. Sounds,
1: sounds good to me. It, not, people are trying to find any like, yeah. sort of area for wiggle room so that they can kind of do what they want to go do. Right.
0: And, and, and along those lines, Lieutenant Governor, if I may, because this is one of the, what I'm about to ask you is one of the most common questions we get here, is the question about whether masks ought to be worn while exercising. What is the word? What's the expert <laughs> word on whether people should be wearing masks when they're exercising?
2: Carry a mask with you. When you go out for a walk or mm-hmm. a run, have one in your pocket because if you end up in any proximity to people, if you're near them or you end up um, in, a, in a time where people want to stop and chat or whatever, you must then socially distance and put your mask on. My feeling is you do not have to have a mask if you're running or bicycling or walking, provided you're not with uh, somebody other than your immediate family. Now, again, these things are not perfect, but that has been what we have been doing. And look, our numbers have plummeted down to virtually no viral load. Mm -hmm. So it is very important that people get out. It's very important that we keep our cardiovascular health up. We don't want to conditioned, have problems with our lung disease and our heart disease and so on. So I don't want that to discourage people. Mm -hmm. We still will benefit it's just a matter of how much time we have in contact with people and how much we're able to socially distance. We always benefit from more barriers. But what I would say is if you're going out for your jog or your walk, really go out and do it. That's, you're not doing that as an excuse to go and meet up with somebody and have a, you know, a long conversation and, and kind of defy the stay at home order. Mm -hmm. But we, uh, I I really don't have deep worries. You also are not going to catch it from somebody and Dara's a good guy. Uh, you're not gonna catch it from somebody in one quick passing moment out in the open air. It's very unlikely. There could be a couple cases, but it's not gonna be significant from a, um, a global public health concern. And we're seeing the reality of that. We are actually tracking it and that we have not seen significant spread. It's likely that the viral load right now is at an all time low for us from the last, from the perspective of the last 90 days probably mm-hmm. because the number of people that have recovered or been cleared far exceeds the number of new cases. So I'm feeling good about that. Our number of ventilators in use is quite low. Our fatality rate lowest in the nation. So what we're doing is adequate. I think we're going to be able to start um, relaxing our, you know, our gathering risk in the coming, like, honestly, I'm expecting by Memorial day, but we'll still have to be smart about it. It does not mean we should have a statewide picnic and spread the <laughs> virus. It means that we will be allowed to be out more, especially with our core family members who are already with all the time at home anyhow. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, that, okay. That's the key. And we won't put them. We're not going to then demand a mask go on you when you're outdoors with your family when we're not demanding it, when you're indoors with your family, we have to have some consistency.
0: <laughs> okay, got it, got it. Um, if we can um, uh, spin back or pivot back to um, the issue of reopenings now, what can what can folks expect uh, down the line in the coming weeks? And also, wanted to know your thoughts about um, about the reopening of tourism.
2: First of all, we're focused on. I'll reiterate the kama economy. That's the easiest thing to open up mm-hmm. and safest. And the, and it's a variable that we can monitor very carefully. So expect stages in the coming weeks where we go from the low risk, which you saw right now, mm-hmm. to medium risk, which is like restaurants, as long as they, they spread uh, out their tables properly. And, and we see eventually schools reopening as long as we're able to have some capacity to limit spread. And that's all coming. Tourism... The numbers of tourism, first of all, will not likely recover to their full numbers. And we were at all-time highs, if you remember, right before the outbreak.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Because there's, a, there's going to be a global economic downturn, for one. I do think that the, tourists, the profile of the tourists that we get will be back to what it used to be like, a little bit more high-paying or people saving for that one lifetime trip, and then dumping a lot of resources when they come, rather than more casual tourists that just saw a cheap ticket. So I think we're going to see that for a time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I think that it is going to be difficult to, to restart significant tourism from the mainland until they have control of their own shop, which is that the virus has to be suppressed very significantly. There is a way around that, which is if we, if we ask everybody to have a, a test within, I've mentioned it before, 72 hours, mm-hmm. a negative test, And the best test would be, obviously, the antigen, the PCR test, the swab that we all do that tells you right now, are you infected or not? If people do that within 72 hours of their travel, we'll be able to very, very significantly decrease our concern. And that that is the best way to do things and add multiple other layers. In addition to that, we're talking with other markets that have very low rates, like Australia and New Zealand. We've begun those conversations because we could enter into a bubble with them. Now, that's a far smaller number of tourists, and it would not be the restoration of our economy, our tourist economy, the way people are used to. So what I think is going to happen is, and I'm fairly certain about this, is tourism will contract for two to three years and maybe longer, depending on what we decide as a people that we prioritize, whether we want all the tourism to come back or not. Meanwhile, there are a lot of other industries that are going to grow. For instance, the public health industry, lots of people are now thinking that they're going to go and be public health uh, members because they can do contact tracing and testing and uh, visiting nurses. And all of those disciplines are very resilient Mm -hmm. in a time where you have to worry about infection. I think people will go back to school for a time. And that's, of course, made problematic by the cost of school. But ours is pretty reasonable here in Hawaii. So kudos to them for keeping the cost sane and you'll see that just like any recession. Also, there are other industries that I'm going to be promoting very strongly, which is larger industries that work on things that we have strength in, like renewable energy, based on our ocean and the, all of the different possibilities we have, whether it's solar mm-hmm. or even more experimentation on geothermal. It's a it's a huge opportunity for us to reinvent ourselves with less with a less um, huge footprint of tourism only. Mm-hmm. Then the best hotels will survive, of course, and we love our hotels. The airlines will adjust their routes without too much difficulty. They just need to get through this this very deep uh, downturn. And once all that happens, I think they're going to wake up and Hawaii is going to be more of the Hawaii of old. And I hope that that, combined with the Hawaiian uh, Renaissance, which has been something extraordinary to see, will will give people a sense that Hawaii is that magical place again, not just a, um, a, a churning cash register for very wealthy tourists that want to come and take <laughs> all of our beach time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love having them here, of course, but, you know, sometimes enough is enough, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there was a strong sentiment to that, that it had happened. Uh, but you will see changes, and I will make sure that we have the public health security in place, whatever happens, however many tourists people want. But be careful not to go back to the same levels of tourism without all of these safeguards, because this is going to happen again, I can tell you.
1: Lieutenant Governor, um, we got a question off of Facebook from uh, Reach Chu. They're asking, we're starting to open up businesses. What about state offices? Are they still on, are they on paid leave
2: uh, they have been, but they're going to be coming back very aggressively in the coming weeks. The, my team has been basically at about 40%, and people, yes, have been on paid leave, but they've been doing work from home, best of their abilities, and a lot of people, we have a small staff of just 10, they've been busting their butts from from home to do the many things that, that we do. Uh, the rest of the state, especially Department of Labor, of course, have been working pretty tirelessly, but a lot of people now will be able to come back as long as they can socially distance. And we are, we are distinguishing, or we did distinguish between essential workforce when we were worried about a massive spread and non non non-essential workforce, things that could be delayed a little bit of time, still Mm -hmm. important, but not immediate. Mm -hmm. Now I believe almost everybody will be able to come back in the next couple of weeks. Uh, And then next week the legislature is going to be in and there are going to be considerations about what has to be cut I think that they're leaning toward cutting mostly vacant positions, bringing the resources from those vacant positions in to make sure we don't have a, a huge cut in in people's wages. Mm-hmm. And we have to make sure we also have enough money for unemployment for anyone in the private sector that became unemployed. That's my hope. Cause I, I don't think that uh, deep cuts for middle-class people are the right things to do when you have a recession. <laughs> just, it's just counter counterproductive then people the, the rest of the economy will continue to suffer this is when we're going to need to beef up our small businesses and support them so I think that's probably a better approach we'll see a lot next week though
0: mm, okay we just talked moments ago right about how on the mainland these cities are throwing open their doors and then they're seeing these surges of COVID-19 how is Hawaii going to be different from experiencing that how are we going to avoid we'll a similar kind of a surge
2: Think about it in terms of uh, first of all risk. If you are Georgia, that means all the states that are around Georgia that have higher rates of COVID could people could drive in, drive out, spread it, don't spread it. When one state opens their restaurants, everybody flocks there uh, across a the border, and the other state is in lockdown. They don't, you know, they don't see the impact at their restaurant, but the people bring back virus. So mm-hmm. they have multiple risks with a large kind of bucket of virus. We don't have any of that, we have a very tight border in spite of people, and I believe me, I hate it as much as anybody else when one hundred and thirty people still come in and we have to track them and they're in hotel quarantine. but that is a tiny fraction. We are down ninety nine point six percent decrease in travelers here
3: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. and so our viral load is unbelievably low because of that, uh, because of that uh, that very low load we don't have to worry about circulation of virus because there's really virus becomes kind of like a needle in a haystack when you get down low enough that there's no spread and Mm -hmm. then it burns out the virus needs to have a certain critical mass to survive and spread and since we don't have that that's when people start talking technically about the R not that's how fast it spreads into how many people Mm -hmm. when you have this little it falls off to nothing that's the benefit that we have and why we will be able to restore our combined economy which is between 60 and 70 percent of our economic activity mm-hmm. and that's going to be supported of course by federal subsidies and and federal taxpayer dollars which we contribute to because we're gonna have to have some you know influx of money since we' we'll have no tourism the next phase that last 30 percent or so
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's all tourist based yeah that is not going to come back for some time some of those people can be repurposed and work in different disciplines depending on what they want to do others will have several months of unemployment but we we stand to do better than most because of this because we we can keep major health catastrophes from occurring uh, but of course we feel very heavy the uh, the downturn in tourism. Yeah. It, it hurts. Mm-hmm.
3: It.
0: Well, I hope you'll keep us posted as the uh, coming, because there are going to be additional waves, as you're saying, of reopenings for Hawai'i. So
2: I do it every day. If people want to go to um, our social media, I'll give you updates every single day. It's mm-hmm. at LTGov Josh Green. That's at LTGov Josh Green. And that gets you whatever, you know, Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. And we post every day the best direct update I can give uh, numbers and also, what's opening up and what have you. So I want us to be fully open soon. I don't think there's much reason to stay closed much longer internally mm-hmm. for I'm the
0: Kamaaina economy. About yeah. What
2: happens when the yeah, when Oahu um, opens up and and the whole state opens up to the mainland, that mm-hmm. worries me.
1: I think um, a lot of people too just they're concerned about opening restaurants and. Yeah. Stuff. Just like,
0: Do you think um, that restaurants will be able to open with social distancing, like maybe every other table or, or so forth? Will that happen in this month, you think?
2: I think it's pretty likely. Actually, okay. I think that they will. I've seen some of the drafts of, of how they intend to open and with what, you know, what safe safeguards and social distancing. And I think it can be done pretty safely. Uh, it's also pretty unlikely that you're going to catch it if your proximity is just briefly with a waiter uh, especially if they've got a mask on he or she so if you if you don't go out too much with other people if you're not expanding your social circle again too aggressively then the spread should be no more risky than what you would spread at home Uh, so these are the considerations that are going on and Overall, we're in a better place than any other state, but that doesn't mean we're totally out of the woods yet.
0: Okay. So May 31st is supposed to be the end of the of the order. Do we think then that is really going to be the end, that we're not going to have another extension?
2: Well, I think that there's going to be significant relaxation of, of social distancing, and I think that's when you'll certainly be able to see changes in, in gatherings. I won't be surprised at all if we then move to gatherings that are 10 people or less, which it handles most of what we do mm-hmm. as a people. It doesn't handle a wedding or a big birthday party, but it does handle you know most of our normal activities and that would then make it possible to go out to dinner see friends and so on. I will say this, we'll do better if we still have some awareness of social distancing and wearing masks. That will definitely still keep us further in the clear, but it's very likely soon I'm going to start reporting zero cases on several days a week and then I think you can be pretty assured that we are, and, until tourism resumes, very safe. Mm. Okay, and and that that will mean we can be vibrant as a local economy.
1: Yay! It's so it's so nice to hear you talking like this,
2: because <laughs> <laughs> you know when we
1: first started talking with you right? uh, a we, number of weeks, weeks ago, ago, it was mm-hmm. like you all need to stay home. This yeah. is really serious. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure we're prepared. And now you're like, you know, I think we might be able to. Like the the fact that the light at the end of the tunnel is actually, you know, a light. And not a train coming at us is actually kind of cool coming from you because
2: we've had 604 cases. I'm sorry. Yeah, 604 cases back on the 25th of April. Mm -hmm. And now we're only at 629. That's 15 cases over the course of like, I'm, I'm sorry, 25 cases over the course of 12 days. Yeah, that is very low viral load. Sure, we don't catch every case, of course, but we also have not had... We've only had one fatality in the last, I want to say, two and a half weeks, Mm -hmm. and we've not seen a surge at our hospitals. And so it's the analytics that make me feel positive about it. And that's why I so appreciate that people made their sacrifices, and I want to reward them now. Uh, Hard sacrifices should mean that if there's a success, which there is, the flat rate, the um, decrease in, in, in sickness and illness, that we now get our economy going so people don't suffer any more than they already have. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. All right. Okay. Anything else that you wanted to add? Uh, people to look forward to, or um, or any messages?
2: Just look. Have a very wonderful and safe weekend, everybody. Still socially distance and be mindful that I know the weekend is when we want to get out more and do things like go sit on the beach. Please don't do that. Please use exercise as your outlet and um, cook great meals at home. The kind of uh, relaxation is coming. But it's, it's predicated on still having great numbers and doing well. So the more successful we are now, the more we can expect uh, relaxation of all of these rules. So you're doing great. Keep with it. Each week we'll get some good announcements.
0: Sounds good. All That's right. That's great. Thank you
1: so much, Lieutenant Governor. We appreciate
2: it.
0: Thank you for being with us here at Kumu Kukua.
2: You've got it. Great talking to you. Take care. See you next week. It's Devin and Esme on the Rise and Drive on 94.7 Kumu.